All right, what's up, listeners? Stuart Anderson here. Just a short introduction before we get on with our podcast with Corby from cyclingupgrades.com. Grateful for Corby and Chip who joined me on this episode to talk all things cyclingupgrades.com. Newest sponsor of Mijuele and uh, grateful for Corby for the time and energy. And as we say at the end of the podcast, for being willing to uh, do something to give to the team. We're grateful for him and his sponsorship and especially for uh, this contest that we're going to run. It's like a little giveaway, a little raffle. You'll hear the instructions at the end of the podcast. Uh, In this episode, you'll hear all about how cyclingupgrades.com was started, uh, what it is, and how you can start uh, upgrading all of your bike gear, selling your old gear, and uh, being part of getting some of the newest, coolest stuff from uh, Corby and his business. So we're grateful for him, thankful for the time he spent. I can just take one minute to explain the contest. Uh, I know we got some more details at the end, but the contest coincides with an Instagram post that comes along with this podcast. So you've got until June 27th to interact with it. And uh, part of the contest, uh, we've got some incredible prizes that I'll list in the notes of this podcast as well as at the end. Uh, You'll hear all about some of the prizes and the cool things that Corby is giving away from cyclingupgrades.com, as well as the team is going to give away a kit, a Vole kit, and then we're also giving away a couple bags of Formula 369, uh, Eric Ellis' cool company that he's created uh, with some some awesome drink mix. So a lot of fun stuff in this episode. Hope you learn a lot. Uh, Get to meet Corby, team member, and uh, learn about his company and then participate in our cool giveaway. All right. It's beautiful. It's June. Hope you're all out riding. Uh, grateful for each of you and thankful for all our listeners. And uh, hope you enjoy. All right. Bye. All right. What's up? Welcome. Me Dwelly Podcast. Dude, long time in the making here for this podcast, Corby. This has been it months. Has been. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. No, all good. I think we all we all missed one uh, the dates sooner or later. So um, uh, I'm on here. Chip, welcome. Welcome. Corby, and- welcome. Thank you. We're going to get to Corby here in a sec. Uh, loyal team member of Mijuele. We're going to talk a bit about his company, Cycling Upgrades. Uh, we're going to dig into that. We're going to have an. So at the outset here, we want to make sure that everyone understands that at the end of this podcast, there's going to be some very explicit. Is that the right word? Explicit. I just. I think it's Specific. extravagant. Extravagant instructions for a giveaway slash prize slash. We're going to. We have come up with a great system here to force you to listen to Corby and hear everything he has to say so you can win some prizes at the end. So is that good? Bribe yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> These poor listeners. <laughs> so, dude, Corby, we met on Zwift. I mean, that is where we just are brought together. And it, it was through Jason. So Jason Lang introduced us, not yep. last summer, not last winter, but the winter before. Yep. Uh, you started joining us with Josh. And then you came to team camp uh, last year in St. George minus team kits. And uh, is that, that's right. Am I remembering correctly? That's where we were introduced. That, that is right. Actually. Yeah. I didn't know exactly who I was looking for. So I think I (laughs) rode past everyone. Yeah. Are you Stu? On the hill. It was on the hill coming out of Vail Loop. Yeah. That's awesome. Who are those guys? (laughs) Yeah. So. Uh, dude, a certified public public accountant by education, correct? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, graduated from BYU and then we're, we're going to get into how this morphed from an accountant. Uh, and right. it looks like, I mean, all your old 
work was done with uh, finance, uh, investment of finance, vice president of finance and investments at Mogul Capital. Look at you. That was a long job. Congratulations. And then cyclingupgrades.com since July of 2020, which we're going to talk about today and kind of dig into what it means and um, how the company works, which I think it's fascinating. I hope everyone else thinks it's fascinating. We're ready. It's fun. (laughs) It is fun. It's a ton of fun. Um, so let's, before we start, Chip, uh, what bike you riding right now? Man, you know, um, geez, that's a, that's a loaded question for me, Stu, mm-hmm, because, mm-hmm. um, tell them about the Manson. I love, yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> you guys, I, I, I love, uh, all bikes. And so, um, this is, it's rare that you would say that you upgraded your Madsen bucket bike, but I did. I, Nice. I went for an upgrade um, and it has some really cool features such as uh, a front lock on the wheel so that you can go to the park while your bike is locked up. Well, we um, had generation one Madsen bikes. <laughs> one, like yeah. 0.5 perhaps. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this is, this is new. It has a little uh, uh, cover over the bucket for when it's raining on my daughter and that's fun. Um it, it kind of lets me um, run some tighter curl turns when I'm throwing candy for the 4th of July parade coming up. So I'm, ex- I'm stoked about that. And it's red. So oh. I'm, I'm really excited about that. That's, That's very good. probably my favorite bike aside from my mountain bike that right now the trails are just um, beautiful. So Corby, what's, but tell us about that Cervelo up there. Mm. Yeah. Right there that's it that's the bike i'm putting most of my miles on so far this year uh it's a cervelo rca that so the frame's probably 10 years old but i've owned it for three or four years i bought it as just a bare carbon frame actually from one of the guys who ran the cervelo it was the rca project, um, project California. So all of these frames were handmade in California, uh, like 10 years ago. And I bought this one, had it custom painted and built it up, a, a couple years ago, have loved it from day one. And then this year I just did a, a fresh rebuild on it with the new Dura Ace 12 speed. Mm. Um, and some yeah. other goodies up front, like uh, brand MCFK. They have a arrow bar that I put on there. Um, it's been fun. So I'm, I'm loving it. Rim brakes. I'm a rim brake, yeah. Corby. Yeah. It, <clears throat> it's the only Dura Ace 12 speed rim brake that I've seen. Uh-huh. So that's my that's my claim. Yeah. I always think it's interesting. And I always want to ask, like, Mike Hansen what he's writing because. Like same as you, Corby, you can just like have access. Yeah, you're right. It's like all day. You're just thinking about what you can put on it. So that's fun. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I'm getting most of my miles on a gravel bike. I think it's very fun. The GS1. uh, And it's fun. I I made fun of it. I made fun of going out. And I think it is a blast. If you are interested in why I think that is, is because it's so fun to be able to just like go. I think it's so fun to go anywhere. That's the coolest part. And you come home and then you're like, well, where else could we go? Uh, and you kind of create these fun routes and maps. And anyway, 
I'm loving riding that bike. I'll do the dirty dino thing Saturday. So hopefully that goes good. Yeah. Yeah. First gravel, whatever. So anyway, yeah, should be good. Corby, maybe tell us how uh, you got started here. That's uh, our first question on our cute little outline here. How did you arrive Mm -hmm. in the cycling world? Want to start there? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, So in 2009, my wife's uncle got me into, introduced me to, I guess, running um, and got me into the world of endurance sports with some half marathons. And then I did a couple marathons as well. Mostly was running in 2009. And then in 2011, we had our first kid and the the running sort of took a backseat to raising kids. Um, And then in 2015, uh, when I started working for Mobile Capital, um, which was up in Midway, where he lives, he invited me up one morning to go for a ride. And I was like, what does that mean? And showed up at his house. He (laughs) threw me this spandex and said, put this on. Don't ask, (laughs) just put this on. I'm like, okay, this looks fun. Um, yeah. And that was my first road ride was in 2015 up in Midway. (laughs) And I was just hooked from like the first ride. Um, what was it? What was appealing? What hooked you? Um, <clears throat> I remember finishing and just still feeling really good. Like compared to my experiences with running up to that point where you get done running for an hour and it just kind of hurts. And <laughs> I got off the bike after riding and was like, I want to go for another 20 miles. That was fun. And then I also remember being just amazed at the distances we were able to cover too, just on that first ride. Right. And we didn't even go all that far, but, um, just covering 20, 30 miles seemed really cool to me as well. Um, so yeah. And then just the, you know, the feeling of sort of the freedom that you get of riding a bike the adventure that comes with it as well. And you're mostly riding with Josh, right? You and Josh are kind of cohorts yeah. on most of your rides. So you and Josh yeah. Bradley down in Utah County. I mean, what, mm-hmm. uh, you, we asked here early, maybe some early memories of cycling or things, favorite rides, favorite things, maybe talk about like where you ride and, and some of your favorite stuff. I love this Everstein one. You got to dig into that. Oh my gosh. Okay. I can't believe you did an Everstein. <laughs> I did. Yeah. <laughs> Um, go. <laughs> I've probably been, I don't think I've been riding with Josh, uh, since about 2018 or so. So before that, uh, no, it would have been like 2017 that, uh, I've been riding with Josh. So he just lives a few miles away. We have similar schedules, similar availability for riding. Um, so yeah, he, he did that Everest as well, but oh. yeah, some of my first, cycling memories i think 2015 um was my first year of cycling right and it's where you're getting into it you're doing longer and longer rides and and really figuring out what you can do and and what it takes to get to like 100 miles and 
at that same time was when the Iron Cowboy was uh, doing his 50-50-50. And so I'm like getting into cycling. I'm watching the Iron Cowboy do his thing and realizing that he's headed to Utah and he's going to do his last, his last big, you know, 50, 50, 50, um, here in Utah. So that became my goal was to go and ride that with him. And I think I had like a month to prepare for this. And so every week was just like every Saturday was extending my long ride, um, doing 40 miles then 50 miles then 60 miles. And I remember to the, the route they had put out for that was actually supposed to go up to Eureka and then come back down and go on the backside of Utah Lake. Um, so I think it was two weeks before that I went and I tried to ride to Eureka and I got to the bottom of that hill and I could not make it up there. Dude, that's I got, brutal. I got like a mile up that thing. <laughs> and I just remember getting off my bike thinking like, oh man, I don't know what I'm going to do in two huh. weeks. Um, <clears throat> and then that ride came. Luckily they changed the route and they didn't go up there. Um, they ended up just keeping it flat. So I was able to do that for that full ride with the iron cowboy and finish it. Um, <clears throat> so for me up until that point, that was like my new longest ride. So anytime I ride around Utah Lake now, um, I remember that first ride and, um, yeah, that was a, a special one. Like finishing that just with that group of guys too, was, was really fun. Cool. Um, so that's sort of a special, special memory I have. Where'd you do Everesting? Uh, Everesting, we had the perfect Everesting segment. Mm. It was in Salem. It's a two mile segment, averages about 7% over the two miles, which was about 700 feet of elevation in one run. So we had to do it 42 times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah to get to the twenty nine thousand oh feet oh my gosh and mm, how many hours out. is that 16 hours what did it, you do so it took me a really long time i yeah. was i think elapsed time i think i was 21 hours no kidding is it straight and, or was it kind of curvy like so the descent so, was not fast so it, it's the perfect segment because it's pretty straight and it's pretty gradual. There's mm. just pretty gradual gradient, not, no corners that are really tricky. So when, you know, you're out there and you're delusional, wow, it's still pretty safe. <clears throat> but Salem? I was, yeah, yeah, there were three of us who finished it that day Salem. and I was the slowest. I knew it was going to take me a long time. So I actually started at 11 p.m., the night before. So oh, Corby, what are you saying? <laughs> this deserves an entire I, podcast. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was actually an event that was put on by noble cycling that used to be down here. Okay. Now okay. hangar 15. Yeah. So they had organized it and we're going to start at 5am. 
I was like, there's no way I can start at 5 a.m. and do this thing. Like, I want to get the night shift over <laughs> first thing when I'm fresh. Yep. So I rolled out there at like 11 p.m. And just the night shift was long and lonely. Yeah. And oh then, gosh. but then when everyone else showed up at like 5 a.m., it gave me a boost. But there was probably, I think there was 15 or so guys who showed up to do it and it was a long day three of us finished it was one of those days where there was like a mix of everything it rained on us at one point and then it got super hot and humid um yeah i just remember on that ride thinking like there was no point on that ride where i thought i have this in the bag (laughs) it was even those last few runs it was like man, this is brutal. I'd love to get everybody on here. That's ever done one of those. I think that is so Jake and I, Jake and I mapped out, uh, last year we were going to do it. I wanted to do it from the roundabout in deer Valley to the horse pasture up Marzac. So just up and down Marzac. Um, mm-hmm. cause it's super fast descent. Super. Where's the horse pastures? You know, from- it, um, it's like you go up Marzac yep. and it's so steep. And then you make that big sweeping oh, right hand turn. It's yeah, right there. Yeah. That horse just thing. right there. And then yeah, just so you would just turn, turn around and go yeah. right back down straight down doing 60 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And then we went and rode Marzac once for PC loop. And I was like, F this, I'm yeah. not, gonna, it, it would be like 30 times up and down. I'm like, no, there's no way <laughs> Josh, Josh and I had the Everesting itch again last year. Oh no. We were looking at some other segments to do an Everest and we went and did like a quarter Everest just as preparation. Yeah. And Mm-mm. we were like, no, no, not doing it. No, 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 no. I like the idea of like maybe piecing it together through a big, <laughs> through a big okay. day, but okay. All on the there's same a, thing. There's a new form of Everesting. It's called okay. an Everesting Rome. Mm-hmm. And here's the rules. Okay. You have 36 hours from the time you start to ride 30,000 feet of elevation and 200. And it has to be a minimum of 240 miles. Okay. Oh. You can sleep. So you can, you could split it into two days but it's called an Everesting Rome. That's wow. I was looking at some, mm. some routes for that. It's basically if you did Alpine loop every which way you can mm-hmm. head over to the park city mountains and did big cottonwood, little cottonwood, um, emigration, mill Creek, yeah, all of those and back and back, you would get there. But yeah. because if you did, if you did the five canyons route twice, you would get the elevation, but you wouldn't get the mileage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. That's ridiculous. So that's sort of tentatively in the okay. back of my mind is like, okay. is this even possible? <laughs> but I think, I think the fact that you could split it into two rides makes it doable. Yeah. Um, Corby, you've been involved with um, other bike teams. And I was just interested before we move on to cyclingupgrades.com, any thoughts on me dwelle? What, what was it? I mean, you guys are are relatively Mm -hmm. new. So thoughts on how you connected and and why you want to be part of the team and yeah, do that. Yeah. Yeah. So like you already said, our first 
introduction to Miduele was the winter. So this was fall winter of 2020, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the winter Zwift sessions. <laughs> and up until this point, I was not a huge Zwift fan. Um, Josh and I had been on the indoor trainers a few times trying different things. We had tried um, Ruby. Is that one of them? Ruby. Mm, yeah. And uh, what are some of these other apps that are out there that make it a little more bearable. And then I think through Jason, we got invited to one of these Miduele's whip sessions and we show up and there's like 30 guys <laughs> all in this indoor ride. And, so dumb. and, you know, hilarious chat sessions going at the same time. And we did a two hour trainer session and it was like, man, that was a ton of fun. Uh-huh. Um, and so that was our first I guess, insight into me, Duele. I just remember being shocked that one, that you guys could get 30 guys to show up to a <laughs> trainer session. And then two, um, like go as hard as they were. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the perfect combo. So, yeah. And so from there, I think that first fall and winter was just getting to know the team a little bit more through all those long trainer sessions. Another one that stands out to me was the, the four hour century that you guys <laughs> that did was, that, that wait, same winter. Mm-hmm. That yeah, was during was that the Rafa 100 Stu. Yeah. Oh, four hour century where I think by hour three, we all had to go to the bathroom. So, so bad. bad. Do you remember the two minute let us? Do you remember the two minute break we had? It was two minutes. <laughs> yes. It's like when we finally knew we were in the clear. That was okay. So fun, you dude. guys can have a bathroom break. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I didn't drink anything from hour one until hour three. Dude, we yeah. finally knew what we were gonna get some. Those movie. last 20 miles. That was hell. Yeah. That was brutal. But that was a fun ride. That was one of those where I look back and like that was cool. That was funny. Um, so from there, I think it was just right. We came to team camp that next spring and also saw the massive group that showed up for that. And, um, just, I guess the engagement that I see with Miduele and all the members that are active and participating, um, it's just a ton of fun. It's a fun group to be a part of. There's, you know, a lot of things going on for the team. These podcasts are fun to listen to. So yeah, there's just a lot going on. That's fun to be a part of. Nice dude. Fun. Chip, any follow-up questions? Well, it's great to hear the, um, it seems like, uh, like minds think alike. And when you hear someone, uh, diving into the Everest challenge or <laughs> interested in figuring out a way for community in the middle of winter, you know, it draws that type of person into Miduele and that's what Corby has outlined. And I think that the team in general draws that. And so, yeah, Corby, you, you're just, you're welcomed in, in with open arms because you're just, uh, like one of the gang, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It takes a, uh, uh, a unique individual to be like, 
hey, I fit into this group because there's not a lot that um, would want to fit into this group. So, and and therefore, therefore, you create a quite a strong bond because there's not a lot of people that are just like cut from that cloth, right? I agree. Yep. Well, and you and Josh do an awesome job setting up your own Zwift rides, and um, and then when we started talking about what you do for for work. Um, which I think is obviously, like I said, is fascinating. Um, it's a good fit. Maybe I will, I want to know how, first of all, I want to know, maybe explain what cyclingupgrades.com does and then explain how you went from a CPA to, yeah. <laughs> to how you're like, I want to know the yeah. trends, the transition. Okay. It, it's an interesting career path. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah. So cyclingupgrades.com really I haven't got my name out there a whole lot locally yet. So a lot of guys don't know that this business exists um, on the team. And even a lot of my friends locally are still sort of finding out about this, Hmm. but yeah, cyclingupgrades.com. We buy, sell, trade, just high-end road cycling equipment for the most part. Um, Our slogan is, buy, sell, trade to upgrade. Um, and we're pretty focused right now, at least on high-end road bike specific parts. Uh, that's what most of what we have to offer. Um, but yeah, we are sort of like pros closet. I think a lot of people know pros closet who deals, uh, specifically in used, uh, pre-owned bike equipment. Um, but our model is a little bit different where we only sell the parts. So we typically don't have Mm. any full bikes uh, for offer. We're just taking everything apart and selling specifically um, the one part that a person is looking for to put on their bike. So the one upgrade, right. And this business started really from my own passion and and hobby of upgrading my own bike so my my first bike that actually my wife's uncle the same guy who got me into cycling so he he sold me my first road bike which was a a this was in 2015 i think it was a 2010 scott speedster it was an alloy frame i think it had an ultegra 10 speed set on it And it was a great bike, a great starter bike, a great deal to get me started into road cycling. Um, But some of my first upgrades on that bike were to do with gearing. So, for example, talking about trying to get out to Eureka on my first training (laughs) ride, right? Like, why can I not get up this hill? Well, when I get home and I start looking into gearing, right, in 2010, gearing back then was a 53.39 up front and a 12.25 in the back. (laughs) So, of course, I couldn't get out there. (laughs) So, some of my first upgrades for that bike were, hey, let's get a bigger cassette. So, I got a bigger cassette. And then it was like, what do I need to do if I want an even bigger cassette? Well, then you've got to change the derailleur also. 
right? So I started tinkering on this bike just so that I could, so that it was more suitable for our mountains here in Utah. And then that winter, so this would have been like winter of 2016, I bought my first really nice bike, which was a Carbon Scott Addict. Um, fun story behind that. Mm -hmm. I learned I learned a valuable lesson there. So I had found this great deal on KSL, this my dream uh -oh. carbon bike, right? Uh -oh. That I thought I never would be able to afford. I thought I'd never have such a nice bike. And I thought this was a great deal, even even back then when I was, I didn't know that much about cycling. This still seemed like a really good deal. <clears throat> and it was up in Logan. So I had, I, I had laid out the math. I had it all planned out, all these things I was going to sell so that I could have the money to go get this bike. I had it all planned out, right? Uh, oh, I forgot to tell my wife about this plan uh -huh. until I was literally like driving to Logan to pick up this bike <laughs> that's uh that was a tough conversation <laughs> so but Corby, learned, but did, hadn't there. you sold didn't you have your little stockpile from your your um sales that you had accumulated so no this was oh, okay. before <laughs> cycling upgrades existed uh, okay 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 yeah so this was still fall or like early 2016 got it um but that addict was really the first bike that I started putting some nice upgrades on that I had, and is how this business started. So I had this addict, which I love the name of that bike, by the way, because I felt like it fit me perfect with totally felt like I was an addict to cycling. So I had this Scott addict that was mechanical group set and another Scott addict that this would have been probably summer of 2017. Another addict pops up that's got this fancy DI2 group set on it. Electronic shifting. So I wanted this electronic shifting. So I bought this other Scott addict just to really to put the electronic group set on my own bike and just ended up selling off the rest of that bike and at the end of that deal, I was like, man, I got that electronic group set on my bike for like pretty much nothing. Uh, that worked out pretty well. Um, and then was always just looking at bikes, right? Even though I had a bike I loved, I just loved also looking at bikes. So I was always on KSL. I was always on, I've been an eBay person for, you know, 20 years was always just looking at bikes and always no, just no wonder your relationship with Lang is strong. <laughs> yeah. He's always looking at bikes too. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then I think another addict popped up, which was like, Hey, this is the even nicer carbon version of this frame that I already have. Well, I bought that bike and then I moved all my components over to like this nicer frame. And I just kept doing these deals where I was buying a bike, keeping something and selling off everything else. Right. <laughs> and at the end of the day, it's sometimes I would 
be into these upgrades, hardly anything. Um, and so that's where I sort of initially had that idea, like there might be something to this that mm. potentially the right bike is worth more in parts than it is as a whole. Um, not every bike, but I, I do think that the right bike, um, that tends to be true. And then in 2017, I was doing a lot of ultra endurance events. Like I did an Ironman in 2017 and really had no triathlon experience up until then. Triathlon is a really expensive sport to get into with all the equipment you need for all the different sports and all the training. Um, I bought a bike in 2017 that was like a giant TCR and it was probably a eight-year-old bike at that point. But this TCR just had the nicest of the nicest from its time period. And this was one of the first bikes that I bought really with no intent to keep any of the parts for my own bike, but just realizing, Hey, the wheels on this bike alone are worth like almost what I'm paying for this bike, just because all this stuff was the nicest of the nice for the time period. So I bought that giant and parted it out and was able to really cover most of the expenses for my Ironman that year, which even the registration alone on those things is really pricey. Um, was most so, of that done on eBay, Corby? Yeah, that eBay and KSL. I was selling some of that stuff on KSL. Um, but yeah, most of it would have been through eBay. And that was really my biggest aha moment where I'm like, man, there's, I think there's some serious potential here um, that this could be more than just a little like, side hobby. Um, but I, I had a career at that point, right? right? I wasn't necessarily looking to leave my career and, and go into the, the cycling like, industry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but from 2017 to 2020, it was just more of the same, just this big, I just viewed it as this big snowball, just rolling downhill and just doing more deals, doing more deals. And my house was just filling up. Filled, I bet Burst, you. Eventually it was just bursting at the seams with- <laughs> Cassettes. With road bikes. Yeah. I mean, frames piled in my basement, wheels piled everywhere. And like, are you doing the work? Like you're breaking down a bike and you're piecing yeah. it out. Yeah. It was all me. I was up until midnight work, you know, taking bikes apart. And then I was up at 5 a.m. to go ride bikes. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, yeah, just a one man show I love until it. it just kept getting bigger and bigger. Like I just kept finding deals, right? Most people are sitting there at night on social media, Instagram. Oh boy. And I'm like over here running through my save searches on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, there's no, sh no shortage of deals. So mm -hmm. eventually it got big enough to where, I just had to make a decision between pursuing this or staying in my career. And uh, I'd say this is, this is my passion. Cool. This is, 
I love this, you know, cycling, everything related to cycling is just never gets old to me. Um, so yeah, in 2020, I, I left my career to pursue cyclingupgrades.com full time. And so that was probably a really long answer to your question. That was question good. Well, that's of, great. Uh, how cycling upgrades came to be, but yeah, it's been, it's been what, five years really in the works, uh, mm -hmm. two years of that as a, you know, we have commercial space here in Mapleton. This is sort of our, uh, our office area. And then we've got probably 1500 square feet of shop space just Ooh. over here to my left where we nice. do all the bike work, uh, the cleaning, the servicing, storage, packing, shipping. So, hmm. yeah. Ooh. Me and Chip are entrepreneurs and I, I always am interested. Do you think that you are, I mean, is, is it, are you passionate about it because you're building, you're creating, you're kind of doing it on your own? Is that what drew you to it? Or was it also the combination of cycling and um, are you lucky or are you good at it? I mean, how is it? I want to know <laughs> what you think. Yeah. I mean, I, I never really thought I would be self-employed. That wasn't necessarily my goal. Uh, I have a lot of family who is self-employed. And so I've seen, I've seen sort of their experiences and didn't necessarily think that's where I was headed. Um, but I think I just sort of fell into a niche and got lucky with the combination of something I love and also something I'm really good at because I definitely have before cyclingupgrades.com, I've always been sort of a, a buy and sell person. Mm. There's, uh, my wife would probably tell you about two or three different phases I've gone through of buying and selling things. Scuba and, tanks? What? Golf clubs? <laughs> okay. Um, home, I went through a, a home theater subwoofer oh, phase. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just kept trading up to like a nicer and nicer home theater. So good. And these things just kept showing up at our house, like bigger and heavier. <laughs> and luckily, road bikes are way lighter and easier uh -huh. to ship than those. Nice. Yep. That's easier, cool. though, the... for easier for your wife to just throw across the living room, though. And it's a, <laughs> mm -hmm. a carbon bar set. That's funny. Uh, the strangest one, I probably shouldn't admit, but. Yes. Uh, so I'm also addicted to rockstar energy drinks. Anybody mm. who knows me well, I have okay. a really good stash of rock stars here. Uh, so I went through a energy drink mini fridge, right? You <laughs> see all these fancy mm -hmm. energy drink mini mm -hmm. fridges, like at the gas stations and whatnot. Um, and you start there's actually a pretty decent community of people who like collect those things. That is so weird. And I was, uh, I was like buying those and sometimes repairing them and, and sell and then selling them. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I love it. But yeah. Now that, now that you asked that question, I guess this is an intersection of something I'm good at and something I love. So um, funny. Yeah. That's good. Uh, good for you. That's cool. Well, um, Corby, I know I've got a lot of guys on the team who are constantly asking me for your contact information. Yeah. Uh, maybe explain how the system works. Uh, 
and kind of like how the the business runs. Um, yeah, sure. Before you do that, Chip, are you good? Do you need to jet yeah. off? Yep, I'm good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So our website is cyclingupgrades.com. We have everything listed on our website, and then we also have everything listed on eBay as well. Um, on our website, right? Like I said before, our slogan is buy, sell, trade. So on our website, you can come to our site. You can simply purchase something. Um, if you have cycling parts that you just want to unload and you don't want to deal with the cleaning and taking photos and listing yourself, you can simply sell your stuff to us. We'll just buy it outright. Uh, we have a form on our website that will allow you to submit photos and details of what you have for sale. I did and that. Then, you bought my wheels. Yep, I did. Yep, very good. Yeah. And then we also have our trade option, which is a really popular option as well, where, so for example, one common deal that we do a lot is uh, frame trades. For example, somebody has a frame, maybe it's the wrong size, maybe they just want to try something different and we'll take their old frame in trade towards a frame that we have for sale. So uh, those sorts of trade deals, maybe a wheel set instead of a frame or, or you can just trade in your random miscellaneous components for store credit and put it towards nice. something that we have listed. And so... Yeah, you submit your form and all your details of what you have for sale, and then we get back to you with uh, a cash offer and a store credit offer. Dude, cool model. And you're doing Way cool clothing, shoes, accessories. It's not just bike yeah. parts. Yeah, yeah, it's not just bike parts. It's <clears throat> it's clothes. It's all that other stuff too. I'd say that other stuff needs to be sort of mint condition. Nobody mm. wants like well used cycling kit. But if it's been worn just a handful of times, we'll definitely take a look at that. We also take a look at like vintage cycling stuff. Mm -hmm. We'll, we take a look at mountain bike stuff, even though it's not, it's not necessarily our expertise. We're, we're getting more and more experienced in all of those areas. So, mm. yeah. And I know, um, maybe explain why you see a lot of the guys come to you. Like what, when people are approaching you, uh, you've kind of mentioned it like, Hey, I want a lighter frame, different size, but why else? Um, not like guys are dumb enough to not know when to call, but reasons right. you see people connecting with you. Yeah. And definitely guys seem to find, uh, plenty of reasons, <laughs> but chip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hardly ever have to convince anybody, but I would say, Yeah. I have a lot of people coming and looking for, you know, maybe different things uh, for fit. So maybe they want a different width handlebar, mm -hmm. different size stem. Maybe they want to add some newer tech like a power meter or, or disc brakes or tubeless, like a tubeless wheel set instead of clinchers, um, gearing changes, which can, uh, sometimes be a lot more involved than right. Just a cassette change. Sometimes it's like, Hey, what rear derailleur do I need? And what chain rings and all that. So nice. 
I like this. I like what you put here that riding your bike is the best way to make it faster, but upgrades can make it comfortable, more functional, more personalized, all yeah. of which can make you more excited to get out on a ride. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Yeah. That's good. That's right on the money. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> riding your bike is the best way to make it faster. So time in the saddle training, there's, there's no shortcut for that, but you know, upgrades are fun. Upgrades can add speed as well. If I had to pick one upgrade that I would say would help mm, someone here the we most go. Yep. is like, for example, if your gearing's wrong, right? Um, having the right gearing for where you live is a big deal. Out here in Utah, you're going to want a big cassette on the back and the right chain rings up front. But I have plenty of customers who are like in Florida or they're in mm-hmm. Texas and they run a totally different gearing setup than, than what we run out here in Utah. So. Mm-hmm. Corby, you've been yeah. around cycling a long time and you've seen the culture. You're part of the culture. Uh, I think it's always fun to hear from our guests. Uh, what advice would you give to like a new guy? getting on a bike, uh, whether yeah. it's, whether it's cyclingupgrades.com advice or whether it's just like life right. advice, what have you learned over the last, uh, six or seven years riding? Man, I would probably say we all love Strava, mm-hmm. but don't compare yourself to others would be my advice. Um, there's always someone out there who's going to be faster and who has more time to train than you do. Um, so I think it's easy to get caught up in Strava leaderboards and we all love Strava leaderboards, but, you know, look at, look at, uh, compare yourself to maybe your past self more than, Hmm. than your buddy. And, and then I think that really can help you stay happy on the bike and not get caught up in, you know, who's faster. I think that also goes hand in hand with, I think it was Andy Compass who, who gave some similar advice that was just like, be content with the phase of life that you're in. Uh, We're all in a different phase of life. Right. Mm -hmm. And like when I first started cycling, and these Saturday rides were getting longer and longer. At first, it, you got home and it was like, oh, that's awesome. You rode 50 miles, like congratulations. And then you get home and you rode 100 miles, but you're gone till one. And it's like, oh, you know, <laughs> that's not fun for the family every week. Mm-hmm. And so when I was first in cycling, I remember looking at some other guys who were like in a different phase of life than me. It's like, man, they can go out and they can ride all day on Saturday. How come I can't do that? And then, so it's, I gradually realized that everyone's in a different phase of life and the phases of life are always changing. And, and also like your fitness and your speed changes with those some years it's better. Some years it's worse. Um, but just enjoy being on the bike, just enjoy getting miles and, and don't compare yourself to like, you know, the top 10 on the leaderboard. So nice. That's great advice. 
Except I have to compare myself to you when you just nuked us on Marzak last year. Just <laughs> fried my brains that, trying to catch you. <laughs> you know, that was uh, that was one of those days where the stars oh just seemed God. to align for me. And I just, I felt really good that day. So I don't think I could, again, I don't think I could go meet or beat that right now. And, <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's hey, nice. well, um, Corby and cyclingupgrades.com is going to be a new sponsor of the team next year. Their logo will appear on the Jersey, but we wanted to do a fun, yeah. uh, we want to do something fun to kind of, uh, kick off uh, the relationship. And I, I think more than anything, it's just an awesome service to provide this group of people, um, more than anything. If, um, you know, everybody's always got stuff and, uh, not knowing about what Corby does is, uh, you know, it's bad, man. It's uh, really fun to share what you do and the, the things that you have. Um, I mean, Corby's got some notes here about why he wants to be a sponsor. Do you want to dig into that just a little bit and then we'll announce our contest? Obviously just with this business, it's a natural partnership, um, to sponsor a cycling club, but Miduele is just a fun group to be a part of. Um, I've really enjoyed being a member of the team. Um, I'm love seeing all the, all the things that are happening at the team with, you know, the weekly podcasts, weekly rides, um, winter Zwift groups, and just thought it would be a fun thing to be a part of. So nice. That's the I real wanted... season when the season starts winter. <laughs> I know. Right. I wish I was closer to the summer riding action, but mm. I am going to try to get up that way nice. once a week or so during the, the summer months. Uh, and we're trying to cook and, up a Nebo, a Nebo trip. Mm. Yeah. We're trying to get some Dwayles down here to go ride Nebo probably sometime in July. Yeah. There's a lot of, I think there's Ooh. a lot of guys that have not ridden. I've never done it. Yeah. Never done it. Chip, you ever done it? Yeah. No, I really want to go. Yeah, me yeah. too. The full enchilada it's, too. All of it. Uh, I don't think I've ever come back from that ride and felt great. It's just, <laughs> it kills you every time. So nice. Okay. On. So uh, we're going to do a contest. This is going to be super fun. This was Corby's idea. Um, so giveaway, a giveaway. Sorry. Yeah. Giveaway. Yeah. So there's actually very little you have to do to participate. It all revolves around an Instagram post. So when this uh, podcast is released, you'll also see an Instagram post that is directly related to this podcast. So the rules are uh, comment on the post and then go follow cycling upgrades on Instagram. You can also repost the picture to your own personal Instagram page, which will give you another entry into the contest. And then uh, we will pick a winner on June 27th. So I'll produce this tomorrow, which uh, is June 16th. So we'll have about 10 days to do this. So following these instructions. Okay. What will they win? What is our giveaway? Corby. Yes. So a ceramic speed oversized pulley wheel. And I suppose that's cool. I've had one uh, to show. We we know what it is. Yeah. Jake Cook's got one. You can look at Jake's (laughs) nice fancy piece that goes on your rear derailleur. And one, I think they look great. Yeah. Two, they add capability to run a larger cassette. 
on your uh, bike. So that's a benefit. And then three, there's also some watt savings, mm. some drivetrain watt savings that come with it. So thicker value, uh, they're like $600 yeah. MSRP from ceramic speed. And they make them for, you know, every group set. So whoever wins will just whatever group set, whatever bike they have that they want to put it on, we'll hook them up. Okay. To sweeten the deal here, uh, team is going to offer a second part of this contest. So we will provide a volley kit. This is going to be a second piece of the raffle. And then we're also going to buy some formula three, six, nine stuff, which I've been using for the past month. Dude, that stuff is money. I love it. It's great. It's good. So we'll do two bags of that. Uh, so we'll have three different giveaways. Um, and, uh, that's it. That's all. Okay. Yeah. Is there, is there anything else that I missed as part of the contest? I want to make sure. Oh, it's also available to both teammates and non we, uh, uh, but let's, it's okay. If we, if we reach a larger audience, it's, uh, it's okay. So I hope, I hope you know how to track all the entries Stu. Cause I do, I'm not savvy (laughs) enough with social media to know. So I will, uh, I'll be glued say, to social media. I'd say we could um, explain what the formula 369 is just a little bit yeah, better. Do it. Go so ahead. It's a drink mix for your long rides uh, made locally here by Eric Ellis, who is not officially yet a Dwele, but we're working on it. We're working. Um, but yeah, he's just down here in Springville. He's a cat one, two rider. He's got a background in nutraceuticals and um, it's really just a simple drink mix. You put one, two, or three scoops in your bottle, depending on how many, many uh, grams of carbohydrates you want. And it's uh, flavorless, which I also really like about it. So it's available for purchase on our website. Um, it's also available for purchase directly from Eric. Uh, we're just, you know, we just love the product and want to make it available to nice to more people. So that's yeah, three six nine is. He did a giveaway at the team camp, and then I bought some or got some yep. from you, and dang, it's good. I have. Are they all? I got unflavored. It is good. It, it's only unflavored. So that's, that that's what I love about it because it just adds a mild sweetness to your water depending on how strong you mix it. But yeah, like for me. I've used other products in the past and the flavor just once you get sick, once you have one of those rides where you just get sick at some point and you're drinking that product, like for me, I can never go back to that flavor again. And so I haven't had that issue with, with three, six, nine, where, um, it's just flavorless. So, so all flavors I used at loaded, Joe, I can't use them again. (laughs) Yes, that's right. start anew each year it's like each starting year different new. flavor lemonade flavor <laughs> totally i remember you five years later 2019 back to lemon. 2019 oh, strawberry i remember you that's funny yeah. all right fellas uh thank you corby grateful for you thankful for uh you know i've said it before and i'll say it again and chip maybe you can chime in but a lot of the times dudes want to join this squad and they're like well what do i get out of it And so it's really fun to meet Corby who wants to give, he wants to be a part, but also understands that the power of the community is based on in what way can he contribute? And that is really fun. That's how we get stronger. So thanks Corby. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And then I think along that same line, um, we will have a team discount available. Oh, nice. Right? Okay. And then uh, some other discounts that we can offer with some brands that we're dealers of. Okay. Um, so I think we'll get into those details a little bit later as the, you know, as the partnership evolves, but okay. um, I think in the past, like with discount codes, you've given them out to like on the chat or something. It's usually like on the chat. That's the best way to yeah. keep it kind of secure for just guys yeah. on the team. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah, we do plan uh, to, you know, offer things like that to the team as well. So very cool. Thanks dude. All right. Any uh, final words, Chip? Mm, I would just echo Stu's comments, which is contributing, like Corby mentioned, um, is, or like Stu mentioned, is a big deal. And what you gain from the team is when you contribute, you're really gaining. You're getting back what you're putting in. And um, we notice that as a, as a group that for anyone that has been involved here, the more that you put in, the more that you see coming back and, or you may just get out exactly what you want of it from not putting a whole lot in because that's exactly what you want. So, yeah. um, yep. Yeah, uh, good to have you on board as a sponsor, Corby. And thank you from Midwelly as well. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited to, uh, be a sponsor and, and a partner for the team and, and get to know so many more of the teammates as well. So I can't wait to fun. do a social post on your most outrageous beverage fridge that you bought. Mm -hmm. Oh man. I'm going to regret bringing that one up for sure. <laughs> nice. All right. Thanks, Thanks everybody. Guys. Thanks for joining. See ya. 